0: you're listening to the dnb supply show podcast your number one resource for living the country lifestyle this is your host matt breckwald coming to you from my place in the country to yours well welcome back to the dnb supply show everybody this is matt breckwald and it is my pleasure to be with you here today well you know we have at least across eastern oregon and southwestern idaho we've had some unseasonably warm temperatures here over the last few weeks involving some rainfall and not snowfall now i know that's not true for all of you a lot of you are up at higher elevations and you're still getting the snowfall but it certainly hasn't been as cold as we're used to in january and late december and then even going into early february but with that said this is the Intermountain West, and we can certainly get fooled by Mother Nature. So, we are doing a all-about-winter episode today, all about staying warm, and we're talking about tank heaters for our livestock in our first segment and we're going to have Jennifer Eversoll who is a floor supervisor at our Twin Falls store come on and contribute all of her expertise about tank heaters for that segment and then on our second segment we're going to be talking with Gordy Stewart who's a hard side supervisor at our Twin Falls store all about space heaters for us, for the humans, and keeping all of us warm when it gets just downright cold outside. We're going to talk about space heaters for indoor use as well as outdoor use and the different models, types, benefits, and ways to keep them functioning properly. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing all about this. I certainly learned things in this episode that I did not know, and I hope that's true for you as well. Enjoy the show, everybody. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, you bet. I, I appreciate you allowing us to borrow your expertise today to talk about water heaters for livestock, and I know we're getting on in the season, and it, you know we've had some unseasonably warm weather, so people are probably wondering, why are we talking about water heaters for livestock? But I think it's still relevant. We've got some winter to go, don't we?
1: I believe so, and we do get enough customers from areas that are not quite as warm as we are.
0: Yeah, that's right. That is right. Well, I'll tell you what. I wonder if I could just ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your position with d b Supply, and how long have you been there, and, and how did you come to to be our go-to person for stock tank heaters and, and livestock water heaters?
1: Well, um, I've worked for d b for almost 22 years, all of it here at the store here in Twin Falls. I'm floor supervisor for hard side, mostly animal health, the large animal and small animal and all of that. Stock tank heaters and and water heaters and everything all kind of fall into that category.
0: Did you do any of this type of stuff outside of the workplace at D&B or is all your expertise come from helping people solve the problems right there inside the store?
1: Oh, no. I have animals of my own. I have horses that we have to make sure that they have not frozen water to drink in the wintertime. And I right. do have dogs and, and cats also. So yeah, from personal experience, I'll be as well.
0: Well, I, I really am looking forward to talking with you. You know, all I really want to do is just kind of to ask you the questions that pique my curiosity. And I think they'll, they'll be questions that are relevant for other folks too. And, and we'll kind of have a conversation like you would have with a customer in the store, except we can have it with a lot of people all at once. So you're ready to go? Okay. Well, let's start off like this. What are the different types of water heaters for livestock that are available?
1: Uh, We have de-icers that actually sink down and stay at the bottom of a stock tank. We have de-icers that actually screw into the drain plug and the cord runs out the bottom of the tank. We have floating de-icers. We have... um, heated bowls we have heated buckets so i think it all depends on the what kind of animals you're trying to take care of
0: now uh, of all of those what do you think that we sell the most of what do people buy the most frequently
1: um, it's probably a toss up between the sinking deicers and the drain plug deicers. A lot of people find that animals have a tendency to play with things that are floating in the water. And if they end up outside the tank, they're not doing them any good.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, they're certainly not uh, keeping that water from freezing if they're sitting on the dirt or the mud outside the tank very, right very interesting well let's start off there then so uh there's two types there's one that and i use the sinking type on uh, in my place so and basically all that is for people who don't know is you just plug it into an extension cord and then you can drop that down into the bottom of the tank and it's got a little metal kind of screen built around it right and that's to protect if you're using a plastic tank do i am i understanding that correctly
1: that is correct. So it is, They are safe to use in a plastic or rubber tank. Yes.
0: And then in our in our metal troughs uh, on our place at the bottom in the middle, there's a screw tab you can unscrew and pull it out, and that would drain the tank. But the other type of element you're talking about actually screws in into those threads, and you can plug it in, and it's permanently affixed to the to the bottom of the tank through that threading. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. And then you don't have any cord or anything up over the top of the tank.
0: So why would people choose that over the one you can just simply drop in? Is it, is it just because they don't want that cord over the top or are there other reasons as, as well?
1: I think it's mostly for that. They, they don't want anything visible for the animals to be able to get a hold of. And if it's kind of out of sight, it's out of mind and they're not messing with it.
0: Now, uh, with the drop-ins, when you do have a cord uh, that's visible or over the top or with either of these two, if the water gets drained out completely of the tank, is there any risk to the livestock if they touch it, uh, electrocution, getting burnt, anything like that?
1: no they shouldn't and and most of them say that they're thermostatically controlled and if there's if it's cold enough they'll be on um and if they touched it they might get a little bit of a jolt as far as because it's hot mm-hmm. but it's not going to shock them
0: now there is a floating version of this and, and you were talking about that some people don't like those because the livestock will play with it what are the reasons to choose a floating deicer?
1: There are some customers that have cattle that will choose a floating de-icer. Cattle don't play with things so much in the water as horses do. So they want that completely open at the top rather than taking a risk of having some ice around the edges of Mm -hmm. the tank. Some people even use those floating de-icers in their fish ponds. And so they recommend a floating one because then it keeps the the water is open at the top and keeps it oxygenated if they've got fish in the pond.
0: Now, do all of these work on a thermostat or are there some out there that we should look out for that just stay constantly on?
1: No, all of these do have a thermostat that is built into them and they're, they're thermostatically controlled to come on when the water is cold enough to freeze and then they go off at like 38 degrees when there's no... Of the water freezing.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, we've got to take a commercial break. When we come back, I want to ask you about permanent water and automatic filling water
2: over the winter that's heated so it doesn't freeze up, okay? Okay. Sure. For comfortable, practical workwear, look no further than Wrangler Riggs Workwear, available at D&B. Wrangler Riggs Workwear is worksite-ready clothing that includes reinforced seams and stitching, deep handy pockets, heavy-duty buttons and zippers, and additional support where you need it, without the heat, heft, and stiffness of traditional workwear. All in all, it's workwear with a touch of tech for the modern man. Round up some Wrangler Riggs Workwear today at your favorite D&B supply. When you think about pet
3: food, what comes to mind isn't normally something deserving of your best friend. But at D&B, you'll find a line of pet food that's so real, you can serve it on a plate. Earthborn Holistic Pet Food. Earthborn Holistics cater to your pet's primal needs, blending a variety of nature's finest proteins with other whole food ingredients for a kibble they'll love to nibble and will keep them healthy and happy, too. Earthborn Holistic Dog and Cat Food. Available at your favorite D&B supply.
0: Well, Jennifer, I wanted to ask you about some of the permanent setups I've seen. And and I know there are permanent livestock waterers that have heaters built into them. So instead of just piping underground water to the trough, you also run in electricity. So those can stay on and operated and automatic all winter. So you don't have to go out there and be filling your tanks. Tell me about those. What are kind of the pros and the cons and who do you see installing those tanks?
1: Um, We actually do a pretty good business in the automatic waterers. People that have inside barns where it still may get cold enough for the water to freeze, but they do want an automatic waterer. People that have, you know, they don't want to go out there and run 300 feet of hose to fill up a stock tank Mm -hmm. every couple days or every day if they've got a large herd of cattle or or goats or sheep or whatever it is they pipe it all in all at once you know one time and then they're they're good to go
0: and that would be pretty nice to get away with that in the winter too to have it automatically fill up the the trough and you don't have to go out and do it manually
1: yes yeah walking out through a few hundred feet of hose is not (laughs) fun to do in the cold
0: yeah then and draining it too
1: right Right, yes.
0: (laughs) Well, now, I wanted to ask you, when it comes to hose and draining hose and all of that, I noticed that we sell a heated hose. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how that works?
1: We do sell a heated hose, and it plugs in just like anything else, and it keeps that hose at a certain temperature that the water can go through it. And then when you're through with it, you don't have to walk all the water out of the hose because if it's plugged in, that water in the hose is not going to freeze.
0: Now, uh, as I'm envisioning this and and wondering why you would want this heated hose, obviously it's so you don't have to drain that each and every time. But could somebody actually, with a combination of a heated hose, an automatic waterer, uh, one of the float styles, and a tank heater could they without having underground piping could they actually keep automatic water on all winter if they if they use the combination of those three things yes they could and then I I'm wondering too is that if you're running the heated hose but you're coming off of a hydrant, that exposed pipe that's coming up above ground, I guess if you're going to leave it turned on, it's not going to ever drain. So would you would you want to run uh, some electrical tape or some heated tape around that the the riser, that pipe coming above ground to keep that from freezing?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That would probably be your only stop in doing a situation like that is if that you didn't put any kind of uh, pipe insulation on that.
0: Now, do you know of anybody who is who is setting up their winter watering program that way?
1: I do not personally. I haven't helped anybody set anything up like that.
0: Okay. So, the, the people that are purchasing the heated hose from you then, are they doing it mostly just to avoid having to go out and, and drain that hose? They can just kind of turn it on and off as they please? Yes. So that makes sense, and it just save it, saves them that one step, and that's why they're they're making that purchasing choice.
1: Yes, that's the majority of the people that, that I know of that I have helped.
0: Now, I think I saw the other day an automatic waterer for chickens that's heated, so you can use that throughout the winter as well. Did I see that correct?
1: Um, I don't have an automatic one that's heated. We do sell some heated chicken waterers. We do one that is a whole contained unit you can just plug in and then we do so the bases that you can set your chicken water on.
0: Okay. I think that's probably what I saw and what I was thinking of. So the type where you can fill up the tank, turn it over onto the base, and then uh, it'll only drain as the chickens drink the water, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so we actually have heated bases so we can do that still in the winter and that tank full of water up above the base will not freeze. Right. And then when it comes to the heated bowls, and obviously with dogs and cats, I understand that part, why you would want a heated dish to keep their water thought outside, but these bigger heated buckets, what are people using those for?
1: Some people are using them for dogs. If they've got dogs that are outside, larger breed dogs that may go through more than a gallon or a gallon and a half of water in a day, That they may be gone. They're putting, you know, we do like a two or three gallon bucket out there and they can make sure that they have access to water all day long without running out. And then we also have people that use them for goats. And if they've got some sheep out there, whatever, um, the five-gallon buckets, we've got people that even use those in places for their horses.
0: And obviously, if we've got temperatures where uh, you're just getting a little thin layer of ice over your water every evening or every morning or whatever it may be, and it's really not that big a deal to break, one of the benefits to a tank heater, as I understand it, is if you keep that water temperature up, even if the animals can drink it at a colder temperature, they're probably going to drink more if it's warmer because it's, it's not cooling their body down so much. And that's important to their nutrition as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but they, this water, even in the cold, it, it's going to shut off when it's about 38 degrees, and that's still very, that's chilly water, but yeah. they, animals like water when it's cool. I mean, if you took a hot pan of water away from a dog and gave them cool water, they'll go over and get a drink right away. Gotcha. They like the water when it's cooler.
0: Well, Jennifer, this has been great. What else should we know about heating up or at least keeping our stock water uh, from icing over during the winter?
1: If you're going to have to use an extension cord to make sure that you have the right extension cord, as heavy a cord as you can possibly afford to get and as short a one as you can possibly use. People that have problems with these that aren't working or keep blowing a breaker is because they're running three 100-foot extension cords out from a plug in the garage mm-hmm. to these and they're finding out that it's not working. So getting a proper setup for these is the, is the best way to go.
0: Okay. And and of course, as you get into a, a longer extension cord with a heavier gauge, your price is going to go up. But what you're saying is in the long run, that's going to save you a lot of hassle and, and possibly even some problems.
1: Exactly. You're not going to, the thing isn't going to be shutting off in the middle of the night and you're not going to have an inch of ice on top in the morning when you go out.
0: Well, that would be good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Jennifer. I appreciate the information.
2: Thank you. Your puppy needs the very best to grow up big and strong. That's why D&B stocks Science Diet puppy food for standard and large breed pups. Science Diet's got all the nutrition essential to keeping their little tails wagging and their teeth sharp while supporting their immune systems and controlling growth. And with the highest purity and quality standards, Science Diet gives you nothing but the good stuff. Choose Science Diet puppy blend for maximum puppy licks. Available at your favorite D&B supply. Is cold weather holding you back
3: from doing the things you love? You don't stand a chance of getting chilled when you wear Carhartt, available at your favorite D&B supply. Hardworking and good-looking, Carhartt makes extra warm jackets, pants, sweatshirts, and more for men, women, and even kids. They're water-repellent, insulated, and tough as nails to stand up to any task that sends you out in the cold. Stock up on winter essentials, then get right back out there with Carhartt, available at your favorite D&B supply well joining me now is
0: gordy stewart and gordy is also down at our twin Falls store and we're going to be talking all about keeping people warm now when it comes to space heaters both indoor and outdoor gordy thank you very much for coming on and and being willing to share your expertise with us
4: sure it's a pleasure to be here this morning
0: well i appreciate that and i want to start off with you just like we did with jennifer could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your position there at dnb
4: i work pretty much on the hard side of the store and in the yard, the big livestock things. And, but if you've been in any D&Bs, you kind of know that if you work at D&B, you kind of work everywhere.
1: So
4: <laughs> we, we really have pretty good general knowledge of everything here.
0: So. All right. Now, how long have you been with D&B?
4: Uh, I was just trying to figure that out. I'm thinking about 17 years.
0: Okay. So a good long time. That is great. And, you know, it's fun to hear a little bit about the inside baseball with the store. When you say hard side, what does that mean? Why do we call it hard side?
4: Nuts and bolts, plumbing, hard goods, electrical items, automotive items, toolboxes, tools, power equipment, chainsaws, Got it. Agricultural products, tillage things like
0: that. Well, we are talking all about heat today, obviously, and and here we are. You know, it's still in uh, in winter, although it's been kind of warm. But uh, this is a lesson we are going to learn the hard way if we're not uh, cognizant of the fact that winter can still rear its ugly head. So, I want to ask you about keeping people warm, and specifically about space heaters. And and so, I guess to start off, let's talk about indoor use. If you if you need to use supplemental heat or a space heater indoor what kind of products are available and uh you know what varieties do they come in
4: for indoor people use um you're going to probably want to look at a an electric heater so you're not giving off any carbon monoxide or anything if you're you know if you're trying to heat living areas you want to you want to stay pretty much with electric
0: i wanted to ask you about that because sometimes you'll you'll see propane or kerosene heaters and on the box it'll say indoor safe um so when they right. say that um what are they referring to
4: we sell the Mr. Buddy heaters, and there's three or four different sizes. They refer to those as indoor safe, but they actually have a low oxygen center sensor because anytime you burn uh, uh, fossil fuel, you're going to give off carbon monoxide. They're, uh-huh. they're real efficient, so your conversion is really good, but they're engineered before you get to any critical stage in the carbon monoxide. They will shut off. So the only way you can have a fossil fuel burning in your house is if it's vented to the outside to be totally safe you know, okay. you have to have a chimney
0: so when it comes to those ones that say indoor safe mm-hmm. uh, I guess maybe a good recommendation for people is don't be fooled just because you see one kerosene or propane heater that says indoor safe don't assume all of those are
1: right and like the, the big buddy
4: and the mr. buddy Say you had a power outage and you and electricity wasn't viable and and you had to keep grandma warm for three or four hours those would be a good option in, you know, inside, but for mm-hmm. a, a continuous use, I I would stay away from the propane. But, you know, a temporary emergency use, the, the Big Buddies, the Mr. Buddy products, are, they're, they're really efficient, and they do have a low oxygen sensor on them.
0: So, for the bulk of supplemental heating, not emergency heating, you're recommending electric. Now, is there a is there a wide variety of electric type space heaters for people it's in their homes?
4: Got, yeah, the old standard milk house heater, which runs around the twenty dollar range, and, and they're, they all run on one ten. Everything pretty much. We have a couple of garage heaters that are two twenty, but the, basically they're all one ten, and you know, and, and they've got an adjustable rate of heat and a forced a fan. On most, all of those have a forced air type fan. Gotcha.
0: How many BTUs can you expect to get out of an electric heater like that?
4: About 1500 be the top end. Then you'll be able to throttle them back from there. But that's kind of a limitation. On 110 is is about 1500 watts.
0: Okay, so that's definitely for a for small space. BTUs. Got
4: right, you. small space. Usually, like a twenty by twenty, like one room type deal.
0: Now, some of the electric space heaters I've seen say that they work off of some sort of infrared operation. How does that work, and are those better?
4: They feel better. I invested a little time talking to an electrician. You can only get so many BTUs out of a watt of electricity, so they're going to be. There's ways to make them more efficient, but there's there's a, a limitation on how many BTUs you can get out of. Them. And the infrared. They project the heat a little differently so they feel warmer because most of the those are, don't have a, a bunch of a fan on them. Some of them don't have a fan at all, The anything that's a radiant heat. And they feel warmer because they're reflecting heat, you know, in a particular direction. So it's
0: not a matter of there being more heat. It's just a matter of the way that they're pushing it out. It, it feels warmer.
4: It's, it's about efficiency on the infrared heaters. Because it's, it's, it's a mathematical equation when it comes to getting... Uh, BTU out of a watt of electricity. There's a there's a set formula, and okay. there's a limitation, and, and everything's it's the same across the board. It's just how efficiently you deliver the heat.
0: Well, great. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, I want to ask you some more about uh, how you recommend things to customers when they come to the store, okay?
4: Sure.
2: During calving season, your livestock operation really comes alive. On your ranch, be born ready with Powder River Livestock Handling Equipment, available at D&B Supply. For almost 80 years, Powder River has stood out as leaders in the livestock handling field with continuous equipment innovation to help ranchers work up close with their livestock safely and with minimal stress. To bring your calves into the world, then bring them upright, stop on by select D&B Supply stores for Powder River Livestock Handling
3: Equipment. When you love your dogs and cats like members of the family, you feed them like family too. Dish out the best nutrition for your furry little friends with Blue Pet Food, available at D&B Supply. Blue starts every dog and Cat food recipe with real meat then adds in garden vegetables and antioxidant rich fruit. Blue pet food does not contain artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. Plus, there's never any corn, wheat, or soy and no chicken or poultry byproduct meals. For every four legged member of your family, stop on by DB Supply for Blue Pet Food. Well,
0: Gordy, I want to ask you so when you have a customer come in and they tell you, hey, You know, my living room's drafty or something like that. I need to get a space heater. What kind of questions do you run them through before you make a recommendation to them?
4: First thing is application, how big of a room, things like that. Another thing, and I hate to say it, but budget is a big concern. I mean, we can go anywhere from $20 on up. So we're trying to fit a budget, who's going to be around it. Most of these heaters are all tip over safe. They've got a safety switch. So if somebody bumps into it, they'll shut off. And, uh, and a lot of them, and there's one I recommend if I like, kids are around, it's, it's an oil filled unit and it actually works similar to an old steam radiator. It's a house. Mm-hmm. It heats that oil. So you get a nice radiant heat and they don't get real, real hot to the touch. And they're pretty nice. Uh, a room heater, you know, if you're going to use it an extended period of time and, and that way, grandma's not getting tangled up in it with her knitting, and the kids <laughs> aren't getting in trouble with it. You know, the lower end ones, like the the milk cow heaters, they're basically a toaster coil with a fan in them, mm-hmm. and we sell a bazillion of them because they're priced right. People in this part of the world, you know, they'll put them in their pump house, or because they do have a thermostat in them, you know, they'll they'll go on and off with demand, mm-hmm. and uh, so you. You can put them in a small area and, and not worry about freezing your pipes and and things like that. So mostly, I talk about application, and, and then of course you always got to talk about price. But you know where they're going to use it, how they're going to use it, who's going to be around it, things like that.
0: There's nothing wrong with talking about budget. We've got to we've got to fit these things into your individual budgets, right?
4: Right, and and we have a pretty good range of efficiencies and and, and niceties, but uh, what well we can still deliver some heat. If you need it for twenty dollar bill,
0: so yeah, and that uh, that could feel pretty nice, I would assume, on a cold evening. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's talk about outdoor heat a little bit. If we need some supplemental heat okay. out in the shop, in the barn, or whatever like that, and we've got kind of more open air area, then uh, our options, at least when it comes to safety, they kind of increase, right?
4: Right, because normally shops aren't real tight, and you're talking about a larger volume, and using them in a barn, things like that, you've, you've got more air exchange in a building. So that's usually not a concern. So um, basically there's three types of heaters in the propane part of the deal. There's a, a radiant heater, which is if you're working in front of it, it's going it's back to the directional heat, and they're pretty nice. And there's a convection heater which has just got a burner in it, and in the small rooms I like them, especially if you have to work around them because they don't make any noise. And once you get circulating the air, you know, hot air rises, and and they'll actually uh, set up a little bit of convection in the room, and and the air will circulate just by heating the air in it. Okay. And then we have uh, like a forced air propane. We uh, those I normally see those guys go to construction type guys, guys with trucks, tractors that need a large amount of heat for a short amount of time. They're, I have guys at heat shops with them, but they're noisy because they've got, and you also have to have electricity because they're, they're a forced air fan, and they're, they're noisy, but they they produce a lot of heat, and it's somewhat directional. So they're if you have a froze-up piece of equipment, if guys are pouring concrete or drywall, guys, it, they can put some plastic out. Throw some heat in there and get their job done. So that's the bulk of those bigger ones go to contractors and guys like that. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Well, tell you what, let's take our last commercial break. I want to ask you more about those forced air and convection heaters when we come
3: back, all right? All righty. Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Bayland Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Bayland Country at D&B. Made from steel and designed for stamina, Balin Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up
2: a whole new one with Balin Country at DB Supply. At DB Supply, we know that what's inside counts. That's why we dish out Neutrina's nature-wise medicated Chick Starter Grower feed. Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed has an exclusive blend of nutrients to support a chick's immune system and overall health, even preventing coccidiosis. Raise healthy chicks with Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed. Available now at your favorite D&B.
0: Well, Gordy, I wanted to ask you more. Uh, So you mentioned a convection heater. Can you kind of describe that again, how that one works? Because I'm not familiar with, with what you're talking about there.
4: Basically, we have two different sizes, and they're basically a metal cylinder with a burner in the bottom. And there's enough surface area in the middle. They, they rise up. They're a couple feet tall, and uh, they're, they're kind of old-school technology. They heat the air, and, and as you heat air, it's going to rise, and uh-huh. then the cool air is going to be drawn in the bottom. So you actually end up with a little... You can't see it, but the hot air is moving up and the cold air is okay. moving down, and it's drawn through the bottom of the furnace. So you, um, they're nice to work around because they're quiet. They're, they're not forced air. There's no electrical requirements mm-hmm. for that. They, they they just run off propane.
0: Are these the type that you can mount right on a propane tank?
4: These are not. These uh, they have a hose and a regulator. Okay. The The radiant heater ones are. There's some of those that mount right on a tank. And what makes those nice is the radiant heat is real directional. So if you had to go work on the tractor, change a starter or something, and it's you know you can't feel your fingers, you can stick that on your five gallon propane bottle, drag it out there, and kind of aim it where you're working, and and hopefully you can get your starter changed before you freeze your fingers. off.
0: <laughs> yes, a very practical application right there for sure.
4: That's one thing about the the radiant heat. It's you can make it directional a little bit. You can uh, you know if you're working someplace. And you're not trying to heat a big area, you're just trying to heat someplace where you're working for a short amount of time. The radiant heaters are really nice, because they don't take electricity, you can just about take them anywhere you need to go, and -hmm. and that makes them really handy.
0: Now, I want to ask you about the forced air heaters, and I I, I think I know what you're talking about, but... The ones I'm thinking of are when, like, you're watching a football game, like an NFL game, and it's really cold somewhere like uh, New England or Green Bay or something like that. And on the sidelines, they've got these things, and they're blowing air out, and, and everyone's standing in front of them, and you can kind of see the flame down the tunnel. Is, yep. that, is that what we're Correct. talking about?
4: Correct. And we've got those from 30,000 up to 215,000 BTUs. Um, you know, they look kind of like a torpedo. That's If somebody comes in and say they need a torpedo heater or that's kind of where what they're talking about is they they kind of look like a, a bomb or, you know, they're, they're long and slender. And, and yeah. uh, one thing about those, they put out a, a lot of heat and it's, but they, they have an electrical requirement too, because there's a, a fan that has to force the air through those. There are a couple of those products now in the smaller end that you can actually run off of a battery, but they're going to be in the 30 to 50,000 BTU range. Okay. But all the larger ones take electricity.
0: So you have to plug them in uh, to be able to run the fan. And they're not going to just burn and provide radiant heat without that fan going. It's convection only, right, or forced air only?
4: Forced air, yeah, because they won't even light. If you don't have electricity, they won't won't even light.
0: Okay, all right. Now, I've noticed that those are sold both in propane as well as kerosene. Uh, Correct. Okay, so what is the benefit of going with propane? What is the benefit of going with kerosene on a forced air heater?
4: Propane is going to be a lot cleaner and a little easier to handle. I, I, one thing I know is in our store, contractors are usually propane. Farmers, guys with trucks, machinery, they're usually running off the kerosene. And they're multi-fuel. The bigger ones, you can run kerosene. You can run number one or number two diesel fuel in them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the deals, and I've been... Encouraging guys to do this the last four or five years, and the, they're getting a lot better performance out of their kerosene heaters uh, if they're running diesel fuel through them. I tell them, hey, every two or three tanks, have a, a jug of kerosene there and run a gallon of kerosene through those things, mm-hmm. and it'll actually clean up the injector. They have an injector in them that atomizes the fuel in those big tubes, and it's just like everything else. The cleaner the fuel is, and I hate to say it, but the diesel fuel. Uh, that you get at the pump these days is not as you know it's it's not a perfect fuel. Mm-hmm. So the the cleaner the fuel you run, I mean you can run you can actually run the the JP the jet fuel the kerosene the kerosene's at the top number one which you would run in your if you had a fuel oil furnace at your house or you can run number two in which you would put in your tractor. So that it's, it goes back to the quality of fuel and keeping them. Because they, they would be like the carburetor on your car. The, the, the cleaner your fuel, the more efficient you're going to be. So okay. everybody wants to run them on diesel because it's cheaper than kerosene. But if, you know, every two or three tanks you run a gallon of kerosene to there, it kind of cleans them up. And, and it's taking care of a lot of those problems that the fuel has causing okay it's not the problem with the heater it's just a fuel problem okay. so that's been a big thing here
0: okay yeah that makes a ton of sense and i didn't even realize you could run those on diesel now with that type that you can run diesel or kerosene do all of those have the tanks attached to the blower heater the first air heater okay so there's no there's none with like a separate tank that you run a hose from or something no, like that
4: you don't have to have an auxiliary that the tank is, is part of the unit some of the smaller ones have a suitcase handle on the top. The bigger ones are all wheeled with handles like it'd be like wheeling a real wheelbarrow around okay, so you know they're pretty mobile
0: so how long how long can you run them say on a, a gallon of kerosene or a gallon of diesel?
4: You know i off the top of my head, I'd have to look at the box I'm a big look at the box guy, and it always you know it it varies depending on how high of a setting you're on. That's one thing that there's a lot of good information on the boxes it will tell you run time at fifty percent heat rate or a hundred percent. It'll give you some things like that. And one thing else I want to talk before we get away, now that I'm thinking about the boxes, is on the propane heaters, mm-hmm. you always want to pay attention. They make recommendations on tank size okay. for all the propane heaters. So most of the smaller ones you can run like on your barbecue size, but the bigger propane heaters, it'll have limitations. You'll have to have a 40 pound or even a hundred pound tank or they won't run correctly. So you always want to, before you get out the front door, you want to make sure you have the appropriate size fuel tank to run them. Because a smaller tank, you can't produce the volume out of those smaller tanks to run some of these bigger heaters. So that's one of the problems we've seen here and there. A guy will get home with a big heater and he'll hook it to his barbecue tank Mm -hmm. and it it doesn't run right and it's all about it doesn't supply the fuel that it needs
0: and my next question was actually going to be about uh, the propane forced air heaters so i noticed when i was looking at them that they've got the threading so you can you can attach a separate tank with a hose do any of those come with an attached propane tank like the like their counterparts with the kerosene and diesel do or do they all operate off of a, a separate tank
1: they
4: all operate off of a separate... If you get down into the Mr. Buddy line, the smaller portable ones with the uh-huh. little suitcase handles, they will allow you to, to put the little 16-ounce uh, camp
1: stove-type
4: right. bottles on those. Uh-huh. And the cool thing is you can... If, you, if you're going to use a lot of fuel, there's adapter kits and kits that you can hook up, say, to your barbecue propane bottle. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to, to get a little more volume instead of having to have a whole slug of the little uh throwaway bottles
0: right so with propane um you're always going to have to have that extra tank but i guess on the flip side of that is you could have two so when one runs out you could plug in the other and then go to town get the other one filled and you're not you don't have downtime with no heat
4: there you go yep
0: well gordy i appreciate it thank you so much for uh contributing your expertise and helping us all stay warm this winter and for winters to come. Really do appreciate it.
4: All right. It's good to talk to you, and I hope to talk to you again. Thank
0: you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.